Someone say amen. I'd like to take our text tonight, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. It's a common prayer that's often part of a service benediction, but we're just going to use it as our text at the sermon introduction tonight. The title of the lesson is just, When Lesser Meets Blesser. When Lesser Meets Blesser. Number 6, verse 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee, unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. That's a hope right there. I, I don't know what, what, what kind of situation you walked into the room with. I don't know what circumstances are surrounding your life right now. But here's what I do know. That God has a blessing in store. God is able to keep you. God's able to make his face to shine upon you. God's allowing his grace to move into your life. The Lord is lifting up his countenance upon you. And he's releasing peace in the room tonight. Anybody want to receive it? Anybody ready to receive it? I'm ready to receive whatever God has for me. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. You only have to flip open the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, and it's pretty apparent that God is anything but static. He's everything but tiny, and he's nowhere near powerless. He is an almighty, powerful God. In Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created. Someone say, God's a creator. In the verse 2, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved. God still moves. As a matter of fact, I still feel God moving right now. I'm not trying to hurry my way into the lesson tonight because there's something that's moving in the Holy Ghost in this room. And I, I just want to pause for a moment, two verses in and about six sentences into the sermon tonight to remind someone that God still moves. His spirit is still a moving spirit. God, he, he, he's on his throne. He's in his heavenly tabernacle. That, that's how God is. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. But God is far from static. God is is at work. God is moving. God is ministering. God is meeting us right where we are right now. I don't know where you were tonight, but somehow in this room, when you began to lift your praises, you made just an advance to God. And God said, if you draw nigh unto me, God said, I'm not just going to sit still and wait for you to get to me. He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. God is not just static. God is on the move tonight. God is on the move. I, I know that he knew where we were. And he said, I'm just kind of get up and get down to where somebody's needing me tonight. <laughs> God still moves. He's still a mover. And, and God said, verse 3, God's a declarer. Let there be light. And God and, and there was light, and God saw, God observes, he's not absent-minded, he is at work in our lives. God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided, God's a discerner, he saw that it was good, God divided the light from the darkness, and God called, someone say, God's still calling? You know, you, we don't have to get far in the book to find out a little bit about the God that we serve. I know we... We've, this is probably the most common read verses in Scripture because it's January 1 and 1. We always, all of us get this far. Come on, we all, one tick on the box. We got Genesis 1. We all have got this far. But you don't have to get very far in the Word of God to realize how great God is. 
You, you don't have to get very far into God's word to realize how good God is. God divided the light from darkness. God called. My God is a caller. The light day and the darkness he called night. God is still calling in this room and the evening and the morning were the first day. Let me just skip down. Verse 6, God said. God's a speaker. Verse 7, God made. God's a maker. Verse 8, God called, God's a declarer, the firmament in heaven, the evening and the morning were the second day. I think you get the idea. God is nowhere near a lazy God. God is a God that's at work. His best ideas are implemented in our lives. God's best plans are implemented for us. God is at work, but that's not where God stopped. God, <clears throat> God created in verse 21. And then it says in verse 22 that God blessed them. God is a blessing God. God is a blessing God. You know, the challenge that we have we, we, is sometimes is that we think that our activity determines whether or not God is a blessing in our life. Yeah, sometimes we think that if we work hard enough, and it's natural, because in our natural realm, hard work pays off. That's why sometimes we have a challenge with social systems that don't ever allow people to realize the responsibility and the reward of work. Let's not get on that. Let's carry on. God is a blesser. And we are, we are privileged through the word to realize what puts us in possession, in position for God to bless us. God is a blesser. God, God wasn't just a blesser with creation. God was a blesser with humanity. And you'll find one of the first things that God did. God created us. God created us in his image. But in verse 28 it said, and God blessed them. God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. God, God's, God's blessing is one of the first gifts that God gives to humanity. So I just wanted to remind us that, that God is a blessing God. And, and, and the challenge is sometimes is that we think that we become the blessers in our lives. And, and we begin to think, well, if I work hard enough or I'm good enough, then, then I enable myself. That, that, that couldn't be further from the truth. When we... When we realize and understand the nature of God and we understand where we are in position and relation to God, then that is what enables God to say, okay, now I'm ready to pour blessing out. God, God allows us to understand that, that, <clears throat> that he's God, number one. The challenge sometimes that we have is that we want to be the God of our lives. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, not my kingdom, thy kingdom, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Why? Because there's a part of every one of us that wants to step into our own kingdoms. And God says, well, if you want to have your kingdom, then you can be the blesser of your kingdom. It's short-lived. It's quick, it's quick to the surface and quickly out, outlives itself. It burns out pretty quick. But if you, want to, if you want to become blessed by God, then allow God to become the king of your life and watch what flows into your life. It allows you. God is a blessing God, but he, he, he refuses to, to compete with us for the kingdom of our lives. We either have to declare that he's king or not. Anybody have him as the king and the Lord of your life? Why don't you just take a moment and tell God how good he is, would you? I, I just want to keep that flow moving in this room right now or wherever you are. Would you just kind of take a moment and thank God for what he's done? Thank him for how he's moved. Thank God for the way that he's worked already. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> you know, if, if we looked at Genesis 1 and we looked at the creation that God had prepared for humanity, 
It would have been enough just for God to speak them into existence and for them to enjoy what he had created. It would have been enough for him just to bring life into their bodies that, that they could enable, be enabled to experience all that he had created for them. It, it would have been enough for them to just kind of reach up and pull the apples off the tree. I can't believe, you know, I don't know. It seems to me like things are growing quick this year. Has this been a good growing season or what? I haven't heard the usual um, news. You know, every year it's either we have too much rain so the, the crops aren't going to produce or we, we don't have enough rain so the crops aren't going to produce. And it, it just always seems to be that at the end of the story, uh, vegetables are going to cost us a lot more down at, down at the country pumpkin than they ever have. But I, I don't know. I haven't heard that. It just seems like we get rain and then we, we get sun or, or sometimes in the same day we get rain and sun. Sometimes we get sun and rain and... And, uh, and, you know, I was just kind of comparing the, talking to the guys about the lawn that we put in last year. We had it hydro-seeded. Remember that last year? I, I said, if anything grows on that lawn, if anything grows up out of that soil, it'll be an absolute miracle because we had one of the hottest, driest summers that, that we've ever experienced last year. But, but here we are this year, and it just seems like everything is lush and it's growing and my neighbor's got a pear tree. I looked at Kathy and said, look at, the, look at the pears coming on the, the neighbor's tree. Might have to grab a bushel. And it's good, you know, the deer are out in the field and they're eating and everything's kind of, it would have been, been enough if God just had a, dropped us into creation and said, there, that's yours. Help yourself. See you later. But that's not the way that God works. God created us. And he placed us in this creation. And, and he said, here, here's what I've created for you. But he didn't stop there. He said, everything that I've got, he said, it comes with an added blessing. It comes with a little, a little additional benefit if you're, if you're ready to receive it. There, there's something more. You just don't have to live with the existence and the sustenance that I've created. He said, there's just a little bit more. Anybody just like a bonus? Anybody like it when you go into the gas station, you get your coffee free after 20 liters of gas? Just a little blessing, just a, just a little. God said, I've got more in store. It's called blessing. Because on top of all of the benefits, on top of all of what I've created, on top of everything that I gave you, there's, there's something more. There's an added, an addition that I'm ready to give to you. I am wanting to bring blessing in your life. I don't know about you, but in a world that's constantly taking, and in a world that's constantly detracting, I'm so grateful that we serve a God that blesses. I'm grateful tonight that we don't so want to have to say, I've got what I need, but God says that's not enough. I want to overflow. I want to pour out until you've got more than you know what to do with. I want to bring blessing. I mean, it would have been enough if God had allowed us the experience of repentance. It would have been enough if God had allowed us the experience of baptism. Sins washed away, and I'm so excited because we've already had a couple of baptisms in the last seven days and got another one scheduled tonight. God, God's been good. I'm excited about that. It would have been enough if, if, if we did our part and we, we took advantage of repentance and we took advantage of, of baptism. God says, I got a little more in store. I, I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. I'm going to allow a river to flow out of you. There's more in store. There's more for us. That's the kind of God that we serve. God is a blessing God. Does anybody just kind of get an idea about where we're going tonight? God is a blessing God when we've got enough he says all right now let's ramp it up when, when 
when we're taken care of, when, when we've got what we need. God says, all right, now we've got, we're, we're where we, we'd like to be, but, but how about where we want to be? Let's, let's add blessing in the mix. Let's add more than you could imagine. Let's add more than what you could have ever hoped for. Let's put blessing in the mix and watch what happens. That's the kind of God that we serve. Because of who God is and because of what God is, God created and called, declared, and moved and spoke. But, but then he said, let's, let's take it one more step further. I, I'm going to put bonus in the middle of the mix for you. Let's add blessing. Blessing. It, it isn't just, <clears throat> just an, a God thing. God allowed us the privilege of operating in the place of blessing. He, he allowed a, a, a father to bless his firstborn son. He was kind of entitled to that blessing. His father would speak blessing over his life. And it was more than just words. It was, it was words that, that were attached to power and authority and privilege and, and, and blessing. The, the idea of blessing was there in the Old Testament. And, and it can really only, only be understood completely when you understand your position in God. Genesis 27 tells us the story about Jacob and Esau. It, it shakes up this idea. You know, I, I just mentioned about a father was able to bestow blessing on the firstborn son. And, and Genesis 27 tells us a story where that kind of shakes up the idea of an entitlement because, because entitlements, that, that, that can tend to mess up the whole blessing idea. How many know that God is the blesser? God is the blesser. It's a story. The man's name, name is Jacob. And He's not content to be without a blessing. Uh, it, it, starts, <clears throat> it starts actually in the birth canal. He grabs a hold of his brother's heel and he desires to have the preeminence, the priority. But he isn't given it. And so through the rest of his life, he is on the chase. He's on the hunt for the blessing. It starts with the birthright and he purchases that with uh, a bowl of pottage from his brother whose name is Esau. We know the story. Esau came in from the field hungry, and he was willing to trade away his birthright for a bowl of pottage, but that wasn't enough. Jacob had a heart that was hungry for more, and God will always honor hunger. If there's anyone here tonight, you know you got your breath in your body, you've got food on your table, you have a, a vehicle that you got here in, perhaps, maybe you don't, but, but you're... You're not content. You're hungry for more than just the things that the world has for you. There's something on the inside that says this can't be filled unless. It's that little attitude that Jacob had. I am not content with what I have. I want more. Does anyone have a heart like Jacob? Some people are a little hesitant because you know too much about Jacob. You see, Jacob, <clears throat> Jacob didn't have the best method. Someone say method of getting blessed. You know, we, we don't like that he kind of took advantage of his brother's hunger and sold him that bowl of pottage. He, he didn't stop there, though. He, <clears throat> that deceptive bent, that desire for blessing continued, and he lied and deceived his father. He literally stole the blessing from his brother. He purchased the birthright, but he stole the blessing. And we are hesitant to say we want to be like Jacob because in Scripture, Jacob has a bad rap. But if you'll read in the Scripture, God, God didn't always agree with his method, but he did agree with his motive. In Genesis, the Bible does not read that God of Abraham, Isaac, 
and Esau, but it reads the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God said, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. God may not have agreed with his method, but there was something about Jacob's motive that echoed in God's appeal and God's approval. Jacob desired the blessing of God. Jacob desired the blessing because he understood that he didn't have to maintain the position that he was in. He understood that he didn't have to live with the lot that he got. If there's anything you can learn from Jacob, it's that we don't have to be content with where we are, but we can't do it on our own. It's got to come from God. It's got to come from God. You see, we make that error in judgment because the world says, just get better and blessing will come. But in the word of God, there is this constant struggle that God has with humanity because we have got to decrease so God can increase in every area in our lives. You see, blessing comes from the basis of obedience, not out of pushing ourselves forward to the front. It, uh, Deuteronomy 28, it says, And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Someone say hearken diligently. I'll, I'll sum it up into our language. If you'll obey the voice of God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all of these, someone say blessings, shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That God said that if we are willing to put ourselves in a place of obedience, then blessing will flow into our lives. That's why, there's that, that's, that's why there's that command in Scripture. That's why there's ten commandments. That's why Jesus, he grew on top of those commandments and he went to the heart of the matter, not just the activity of our day-to-day our -day activity. He, he just kind of summed it up and he, he said, you know, there's more to this than just acting out the right actions. He said there's something about your motive. But if you'll obey God, God said, my blessing will come on thee and overtake thee. I, I don't know, has anybody ever experienced God's blessing just overtaking them in your life? Anybody, can you just kind of, I'm looking around, I'm seeing, seeing the hands that are raised because, because some of you have told me your story about how you, you were in a place that you didn't deserve to be in, but God. I mean, you were just, you were doing what you knew to do, but but then before you knew it, God allowed blessing to overtake you. God has been that kind of God. And, and he promised it. He said, he said, that blessing shall come on thee. And it's not just going to come on you, but he said, it will overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And then he doesn't stop there. He, he just wants to emphasize it because sometimes, like us, people can kind of just kind of, we determine where God's blessing begins and ends sometimes. But God said, no, let me tell you about what my blessing will do. Let me, let me tell you about how it's going to overtake you. You're going to be blessed in the city and you shall be blessed in the field. Whether you're inside uh, the borders or whether you're outside the borders, it doesn't really matter. My blessing can meet you there. 
blessed in the field, blessed in the city. He said, blessed shalt thou be in the fruit of thy body and, and in the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shalt thou ba thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. I just love it. I love to see the devil do that. Come in one way and all of a sudden, whew, I got I to gotta get out of here. I, I'm messing with someone that's blessed. I can't mess with the blessed. I, I, I can't mess in that place. I, I can't attack those that are, are blessed by God. I, I wish someone would just realize tonight that if God has allowed the enemy to come upon you, it's only so that we can see him leave seven different ways. It's only so we can realize God allowed us to engage in the warfare so we could see the triumph of the battle. That's the kind of God that we serve. And I just came to remind somebody tonight that if you fight the enemy right now if you're engaged in spiritual warfare it's only so you can see the enemy leave seven different ways I wish someone would just kind of wage war in the Holy Ghost right now and let the devil know I'm not going down in this battle defeated I'm coming out on top because I've been blessed I've been blessed by God his blessing is resting in my life the Lord shall command blessing. God, God is a God that's able to command blessing. You see, uh, in blessing, it isn't just those things that we possess. Blessing isn't just a term that we use when somebody sneezes. We've reduced blessing to something so simple. That's not blessing. Blessing is God pouring out favor and authority in your life. You're blessed. You're blessed. But we can't be blessed if we're trying to be the king. And we can't be blessed if we're trying to be God of our lives. We have got to become lesser. Remember the title? When lesser meets blesser. You see, that's what had to happen in Jacob's life. You see, Jacob, he did everything that he knew to do. He, come on, he... He was the master of economics with his brother and left with the birthright. He, he was the master actor and left with the blessing of his father. He was, <clears throat> he was at Laban's and he took advantage of the field and took advantage of his ability to, to see those cattle grow and become great. And he leaves. He leaves. Jacob doesn't leave. Laban's house empty-handed. He leaves with much. He's prosperous. He got some Bitcoin in the bank. Jay, you know, he, he knew how, he knew how to, you know, I, I've got friends, they can, they can squeeze a nickel and a quarter pops out. Jacob had, he had that ability. He had that ability. He wasn't, he wasn't looking for something. He was looking for the blessing to become someone. And that's what God wants to do in your life. Don't get messed up looking for something when God wants you to become someone. Don't get messed up looking, waiting for God. We, we can get so, so focused on bank accounts or we can get so focused on what someone else has that we miss out on what God wants us to become. Becoming is so much more important than possessing. Becoming who God called us to be because God wants to bring blessing 
in our lives. If, if you'll just fast forward a little, little bit, that prosperous, that rich Jacob came to a place called Jabbok. And Jabbok literally means poured out. And at Jabbok, Jacob has the experience like he has never had before. At Jabbok, Jacob has a transformation. At Jabbok, Jacob is broken. At Jabbok, Jacob experiences a change. At Jabbok, Jacob goes through loneliness. God pours everything that Jacob is, everything that Jacob has out. As a matter of fact, Jacob is still willing to give it all up to become. He's willing to send it all ahead to Esau. He's willing to turn it all over. He doesn't care about what he has. He knows that prosperity doesn't bring blessing. He knows that. It's at Jabbok that Jacob goes through loneliness. It's at Jabbok that Jacob fights for his life. It's at Jabbok that he, he's afraid. At Jabbok, the pressures of life are pressed down upon Jacob, and fear begins to take control of his mind. At Jabbok, his conscience begins to remind him of all the stuff that he's done in his life. Everything that he's done wrong plays like a screen on rewind and fast forward, and it just plays over and over and over in his mind, and, and he realizes that he is alone at Jabbok. And Jacob becomes lesser in that place of Jabbok. Don't deny God the privilege of bringing you to a place called Jabbok. A place where you have to pour everything out. A place where you lose it all. A place where God allows you to travel the road less traveled. At Jabbok, Jacob becomes the lesser. Genesis 32 outlines it for us in Scripture. It says, and Jacob was left alone. Someone say alone. Have you ever been there? I, I, I'm just telling you right now, I don't like being alone. I, I'm serious. I, don't, I, I believe, God, that it's not good for man to be alone. He may as well put my name in the blank. It's not good for Jack to be alone. I hate being alone. You got to remember, I've never been alone. I shared the womb. I shared the womb with my twin sister. I don't like being alone. There's no part of me. When Kathy goes away, it's FaceTime. Hey, what are you guys doing? Just for the record, I couldn't care less about Target or shopping. But I like that a whole lot more than being alone. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Zero carb ice cream. Wow. But it's way better than being alone. Justin and I, we're both pretty quiet around the house. We don't, you know, it's, I talk here more than anywhere, just so you know. But even Justin, the quiet, solitude soul that he is. Hey, bud, what'd you do today? It's that I'm, not, I'm not meant to be alone. I just I don't like it. I don't like it when God leaves us alone. I love working with a team. I, the, the, the benefit, the blessing, the huge drawing card for us at Capital Community Church was that this wasn't just a, a, a Lone Ranger pastor situation. And we got to do this together with all of you and a pastoral team that we love. That, oh, that, that's a drawing card for me. Why? I don't like doing this alone. 
I've, I've never met. I, and, and, and I've got to realize sometimes that, that God brings us to that place alone sometimes because we can't. Let, let me just remind you that when you're alone, you can't rely on anybody else. You can only rely on God. And Jacob was left alone. The Bible says that he wrestled a man with him. There wrestled a man with him and with Jacob until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. You got to let's just put it all in perspective. Jacob, in his mind, he's just lost everything. He's alone. He's in this wrestling match, this spiritual wrestling match. And he said, I will not let you go. What? What is he looking for in that moment? He's not looking for something. He said, I will not let you go except thou bless me. And oh, for that attitude and oh, for that mental fortitude to be able to declare in the midst of the moment that God brings us into that place where we're alone, where we say, God, I, I, I want to shout it. I won't because it just doesn't feel, feel right. But I will not let you go. Until you bless me. I will not. Yeah. See, somebody here is in that place right now. Somebody is realizing that that place of alone and that place of emptiness and that place of struggle and that place of turmoil is because God has positioned you to receive blessing. The lesser is blessed of the better. God, I, I would dare say that God can't bless us when we are full. He can only bless us when we, when we reach the place of less than. When we are losing. When we have lost. When we don't have what we had. And God is... Come on, God has divinely subtracted some things from our lives. Why? Because it's only in that place that we can receive the blessing of the Lord. We can come back to the music tonight. Hmm. Come on, someone, just receive that for a moment. I, I would dare say that that's exactly where you've been. You, you're in that wrestling match, but all you need to do, you, God has already positioned you. You just need to say, I won't let you go, God. That's the first thing we've got to determine. I'm not letting go. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, I'm not quitting. I'm not turning around. I'm not letting go. God, here's the key you've been looking for until you bless me. God is wanting to release blessing in this room. I will not let you go except you bless me. Come on, would you lift your hands for a minute? We just got to make room for God to do what God wants to do right now.
on. Someone just pray it. God, I won't let you go. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning around. I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping mid-process. I'm not, I'm not stopping in this place, in this position. You brought me to Jabbok for a purpose. You brought me into this location, this place of being poured out. You're emptying me for a reason. It's so you can fill me with your blessing. God wants to bring blessing in the room tonight. It's right here, right now. It's, it's just hovering in the atmosphere. It's hovering in the environment. And God is just saying, I'm looking for the somebody tonight that's not ready to quit. That's the enemy's lie. It's turn back, turn around, stop now. Turn in it. Come on, throw in the towel. But that's not the word that God has. God has, come on, just pour the rest out because I'm about, I'm about ready to pour my blessing in. Pour, pour the rest out because you're making room for my promise. You're making room for my provision. You're making room for my power in your life. Somebody, come on, receive the blessing of the Lord. Come on, Holy Ghost filled believer. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. His blessing, his blessing rested on Jacob. As a matter of fact, it ended with his name changed. But not just that. If you read through to the end of verse 29, it said, Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou ask me my name? But it says, and he blessed him. There. Whew. Come on, there's just... Come on, there's just that anointing right here, right now. God wants to bless you there. That place, that place where you thought, that place where you thought you were finished. That place that you thought, I'll, I'll give it one more chance. I, I, I don't even know if I can make it through this night. In that place, God said, that's where I'm going to release my blessing. God blessed him there there in total humility, there in that place of total submission, there in total dependence on God, there in that place of loneliness, there in that place in the midst of all the troubles that were plaguing him, there in that place, there. It says God blessed him there. Come on, don't despise the place that God has you in right now. God is, has you there just so he can bless you there. His blessing is there. He doesn't give him material things, I already said it, but Jacob has stuff. He's already earned it and prospered at Laban's. He, he, he doesn't need stuff. He, God didn't give him position. He didn't give him financial overflow. He didn't give him stuff. God blessed him there. Why? Because at Jabbok, in the midst of all the troubles, Jacob became lesser. You've got to become lesser. Lesser means that road less traveled. Lesser is the John the Baptist. I must decrease, but he must increase. Lesser is when you struggle with depression because circumstances face you and fight with you. Lesser. Lesser is when you feel all alone. Lesser is when you're troubled on every side, perplexed and persecuted. 
But if you'll humble yourself and you'll hold on to God's unchanging hand and you seek his face, you may have to travel to that place called Jabbok, but you will leave with a limp and a blessing. Why? Because there, God blesses there. And so, yes, it's a downward trek. And yes, it's not something you're going to post in social media. It's the place called Jabbok. It's the place where you become lesser. But is anybody ready to become blessed? Because when the lesser meets the blesser, it's a prime opportunity for God to do what God does. He is a blessing God. The book of Hebrews goes about the task of establishing spiritual order and priorities. It's written to the New Testament church, those people that are struggling to integrate new faith into old practices. And the book can basically, basically be summed up in a simple statement. The new covenant is better. But in the middle of that book, there is this little statement in the Old Testament speaks about a priest by the name of Melchizedek. We don't know much about him. He was a shadow of what was to come. Hebrews 7 and 1 speaks about him. and says that he was a picture of the Christ. He said, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who made Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, he said that he blessed him. This king, this mystery individual, blessed the great blessed one called Abraham. When the father of the faith, the great patriarch, came to him, it says that he paid tithes unto him. It says that, but he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. But then it says, and blessed him that had the promises. So verse 1, it says, and blessed him, or Abraham blessed him. But, but in verse 6, it says that he blessed Abraham. And then it gives us this principle and this promise that we're talking a little bit about tonight. Just simply this. And without all contradiction, no controversy, the less is blessed of the better. Without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And I just came with a simple message tonight and a simple lesson is that when you feel like things in life are lacking, remember, that's the season of lesser but it's also the season where God becomes the blesser. <laughs> That's as deep as Jack gets. But I'm wondering if someone would be willing to receive that simple word tonight. The less is blessed of the better. Anybody ready to receive a blessing? You got to be lesser. You can't be king of your kingdom. You can't, you can't be lord of your life. You've got to turn all of that over and give it to God. But if and when you do, God says, I'm positioning you to be blessed. When you're losing, you're not losing in God. You're gaining. You're losing so that you can make room for blessing that God wants to bestow on your life. In that place, in that position, God is bringing blessing. So start looking around, Jacob. God doesn't have you at Jabbok for nothing. It's a season of alone. It's a season of struggle. It's a season of leaving things behind. But it's only so that God can bless you. I wish someone would just echo that ancient prayer for a few moments. God, I won't let you go until you bless me. I wonder if someone would be willing to stand with me tonight and just say it. God, I won't let you go until you bless me. 
God, I won't let you go until you let your blessing rest in my life. I won't let you go until I let you let your blessing rest on my family. I, I won't let you go. Come on. I wish someone would just begin to declare a blessing over their home because God is that kind of God. I won't let you go until you bless me because my family needs it. I, I won't let you go until you bless me because my, my community can't do without it. I won't let you go until you bless me because my workplace needs someone that's blessed. Come on, I, I wish that someone would just begin to declare it because the generations following need someone that's willing to be blessed by God. We need God's blessing resting in our world. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. It's going to be a conduit that comes through somebody that said, I wouldn't let go until God blessed me. I, I was in a position to turn around, but I didn't quit. I held on until God blessed me. It's, it's a story like that that's in the book because Jacob didn't give up. He was willing to hold on. He kept limping. He kept on fighting, but he said, God, I won't let you go until you bless me. I can't let go. I'm determined. My mind's made up. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue giving in until God gives over. I'm going to continue giving up until God lets blessing rest in my life. I need God to bless me. Come on, become just a little less than. I know the world wants you to have that signal over your life. I'm greater than, I, I'm better than, I'm more than. But God's saying, I'm just looking for someone with a sign going the other way. I'm less than what God ever, I'm less than what, what I ever was because I want God to become greater. I'm less than what I ever thought I would be because I want God to shine brighter. I'm less than what I ever was. Why? Because in that place of less than, God can become greater than. And his blessing, the lesser, is blessed of the blesser tonight. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost is helping us right now. We're all finished. Would someone just receive what God wants for you tonight? Spirit of the living God, would you move freely in this room? Come on, cry out for a minute, would you? It'd be all right. Your neighbor wouldn't even mind if you said, God, I won't let you go until you bless me. Your, your neighbor isn't going to mind if you just kind of let a little cry out for a moment. God, I won't let you go until you bless me. I'd love for the room to be punctuated with a shout of someone say, God, I won't let you go until, until you bless me. on I wish someone would just turn a quiet Wednesday night upside down for a moment because you can't be you can't be content with where you are you know you need God's blessing resting in your life my God my God my God Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I wish you just, I want to direct prayer just for a moment, but I wish you pray for your families for a moment. I wish you just take one minute and ask God to let blessing rest in your home. Come on, name your address. Come on, define your square footage on this earth right now and say, God, I need you to let blessing rest. I wish someone would just let your shout out for a minute and say, God, that's where we need you. God, we can't do it without you. 
Come on, whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, whether come on, whatever the need is in your life, I wish that you'd say, God, let your blessing rest. That's the lowest common denominator, but it's an indicator that God is working. Someone just begin to declare, God, you're moving. God, you promised in the city and in the field. God, you promised. God, when we rise up and when we go down, you promised when we go in and when we go out, we're able to receive. You are that blessing, God, the Lord cause his face to shine upon us tonight. God, that's what you said you were able to do, so we receive that kind of promise. God, you're able to bless, so we receive your blessing. You're able to keep us, so we receive that blessing. God, we receive it tonight. And, and then I wish you'd take a moment and would you pray for our church and would you pray for OCC? Would you pray that God would allow blessing to rest on our church family? Come on, let Let's just kind of call out for a minute. God, we're crying out. God, not so our name would be great, but so that your name would be great. Would you let your blessing rest, God? Would you let it rest on this little church in Fredericton, New Brunswick? God, would you let it rest, God, on this acres of property that we sit on? Would, would you let your blessing rest? God, I thank you for... God, I thank you for the physical blessing that we've received, but we're asking for something a little more than that. God, we're asking that you will allow, God, your purpose and your plan. God, we're asking for power in the supernatural. We're asking for anointing that destroys the yokes of bondage. God, we're praying for a little bit of that blessing. God, we're praying for authority. God, we're praying for a name change. We're praying, God, we're declaring that your promises are yea and are amen. God, we are praying that as we stand on the porch, we'll see the prodigal coming. God, we are praying today. We're asking for your blessing to rest. God, the inescapable blessing. We're praying, God, for the inexcusable blessing. We're praying, God, for the unavoidable blessing. We're praying, God, for that blessing tonight. That's it. That's it. I hear just a little Holy Ghost rumble for a minute. It'd be all right to pray for some lost loved ones. It'd be all right to pray about someone that's outside the fold, but you're trusting that God is bringing them in. I, I wish someone would just join with me for a minute and believe in that God is doing it right now. Come on, God's drawing even in this room right now. If somebody would just respond. Hallelujah.